0: Hello, and welcome back to Now Screaming, episode 84. I'm Evan Gulbertson And I'm Liz Smart. And we're watching all the horror movies currently available for streaming on the internet. So you don't have to. We hope you enjoyed our Fantasia Festival roundup, but this week we are back to the roulette with... The old roulette. 2016's They're Watching, written and directed by Jay Lender and Micah Wright. This comes to us from Amazon Prime. Just to start things off, if you Google this movie, you will probably see mostly negative reactions.
1: Yeah, it had a pretty low rating from Mm -hmm. what I remember. I was super worried about it (laughs) when when we went to watch it. But Liz, would you recommend this movie? I would. I think this is a total hidden gem. Um, I had a blast watching this. Uh, we'll explain, I think, why the, this was both of our reactions- this was your reaction as well, Absolutely. correct? Yeah. Uh, I think we'll, we'll get more into it, but I would recommend this- I mean, I, the problem with the, like hyping it is that going in with low expectations is probably a good thing. This isn't like, you know, the greatest horror movie I've ever seen, but it's certainly better than a lot of the dreck we get on the roulette usually.
0: I agree completely. I think that this movie certainly isn't without its flaws. Yeah. I don't want to mislead anyone into thinking that this is The Thing or something. It's... <laughs> movie to pick. I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's also not like Get Out. You know, it's not, like a, it's not like a modern classic. It's just, you know...
0: I think it's honestly really, really fun. And that is the way that I would describe it. I agree. Most of the movie plays out primarily as a comedy. It mm-hmm. is...
1: And it's all found footage. We should say
0: that. I'm just saying, to set expectations, if they want to go watch this before they listen to our episode... Mm-hmm. I think that this is a very fun what is it like 85 minutes. Yeah. It's a romp.
1: It's not particularly scary. It
0: it's... is it is not scary at all, no. I would say. <laughs> but it is definitely a a horror comedy found footage film that I think is getting an for rap and I, well, I understand why it gets a, it gets the rap it gets. I think this is going to be a pro they're watching episode.
1: 100%, yeah. I had nothing but fun watching this. There's a, there's a minor hiccup, which we will discuss, but that is, for the most part, I would, I would absolutely recommend this, and
0: I had a lot of fun watching it. So Jay Lender and Micah Wright are writing partners who have each worked extensively in the animation space um, on, on SpongeBob SquarePants and the Angry <laughs> Beavers, and I think that Jay Lender like, directed two full seasons of Phineas and Ferb. Wow. Throwback to my childhood. This, of course, is not an animated movie. It actually, I don't think that that. No, really it, comes it's not, in and, it, and that's
1: it's not comedic the way SpongeBob and Angry Birds is comedic at all. Right, I think that like what's funny about this movie actually is in its realism. Yeah, like the comedy is between these characters snarking at each other, mm-hmm. like that is, which is obviously not cartoon comedy. So I think that is really funny that that's their background. I agree. So yeah, this yeah, yeah. movie it's
0: about staff of a.
1: House Hunter... Like, house Hunter yeah, show. House flipping yeah. show,
0: yeah. Like on... I don't watch yeah. I don't watch any
1: house shows, but I think that's one of the ones... Yeah, it's
0: like a renovation show where they do a before and after, they go to this house that's a fixer-upper, and then they come back after the renovations and do a tour. The setting for this is in Moldova, the country in Eastern Europe, where a woman... Becky. Becky and her husband... Her boyfriend, I guess. Mm-hmm. What is his name? Goran. Goran, who's a professional soccer player, have bought this house in the outskirts of a town named Pavlovka, mm-hmm. which has a population of two hundred. It is the the opening sequence is all like in camera. It is the first segment of if you were just watching this House Hunter TV show. Yeah, it's a, it's TVZ
1: is the channel,
0: and it's this it's this before segment. It's that we see. Them getting to this house, them saying they really like it. We see the realtor who will become a character later. And it's all the setup of this. And then we cut to six months later, and it is more traditional found footage of the camera crew who are going to film the follow up. Mm-hmm. It starts with them in the van. They've landed in Moldova. They're going to, they're on their way to the interview.
1: Uh, yes, and two of them have already been here, and then they have a new um, kind of like intern. She's really, she's really there, and they explain this actually pretty quickly. She's only really there because she is the niece of the boss, boss, like the guy who out the owns network. the company. Yeah, probably, presumably, she's just out of film school, fresh out of film school, and she's kind of landed in this job. She doesn't really have a real. Job to do. They kind of keep assigning her random. She's very internish, yeah. but she really wants to
0: film and be part of the team because she's got all this new film school knowledge. Her name is Sarah. Mm-hmm. Alex and Greg are the other crew members. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex is the sound guy, though he also shoots B roll, and Greg is the main cameraman. Yeah, their and... boss, the on camera host of the show, is named Kate. She is a bitch. Yep. <laughs> that's, her, that's her role. She's the bitch. Alex is
1: the snarky comedic relief. Greg is the strong, silent type. And Sarah is our,
0: you know... Honor. Audience surrogate. Right. Because all of this is new to her. What did you think about the opening segment before we meet these characters, this HGTV? Because I have to be honest that I was a little put off at first. It felt so sketch comedy to me. There's a bit that is mentioned in this first segment that... Vladimir, the realtor, the Moldovan realtor, uh, makes jokes like, only realtor in Moldova is best realtor in Moldova. That, I don't know, it felt, first of all, a little bit punching down. In a a way that I was like... Punching down on who? The way that, like... I guess punching down is probably not the right term. The way that the film Borat, like, just makes Kazakhstan into a joke for, like, basically no reason. Sure, okay, I hear
1: what you're saying. Which
0: which was in, like, 2006, Right. right? It felt similarly, like... This is just a sketch like about Eastern how backwards... Eastern European yeah. stuff
1: is, is goofy. And um, it didn't
0: seem self-aware. The film goes on to, do, I think, be a little bit better yeah. about that. But it opens with... like I see why someone might turn this on for five minutes, especially in the streaming age, well, and just turn it off. You
1: did not actually mention that this opens with... Before even this segment opens with a I had pre-segment I had that is presumably from an audience versus the end of the movie that shows our characters potentially dying. And that's what it was like. That's it starts out with that really traditional found footage of the shaky cam and you see a woman screaming and you know lots of people running around and there's a there's someone shouts which lover. And so that's sort of the that's the real first setup we get. So when we got this is to answer your question, when we got to the T V Z coverage, I was like, oh phew. This isn't just going to be running around with the camera the whole time. They are going to incorporate some um, more creative found footage that isn't just going to be Blair Witch the whole time, or the sure. Blair Witch Project. So I think that you're right about the content, but in terms of how I felt during it, I was like, oh, cool, we are experiencing something a little bit more interesting than your typical found footage film. I, will st- that, I think that was actually my first reaction. But sure. I see what you mean about, like... I think that there is a joke element of typical house hunter shows where you see a house in a neighborhood that's like a little beat down, you know, or like, or like, it's really, you know, there's a fire or something. They're going to flip it. This is like, here we are in Moldova. Look at this. Like, I think there's a part where they walk up to the house and um, Goran goes like, that's the shittiest house I've ever seen or something like that to like, it is a little bit jokey to be like, how could you flip this Mm -hmm. shack? You yeah. know, like, I think that you're right in, in that sense.
0: I do think we should loop back to I Had Forgotten About That Opening Um, once we get to the conclusion of oh. the movie. Uh, oh, for sure. I Had Forgotten That It Opens Like That, and perhaps that was my brain blocking it out. Because yeah, because it's
1: not a good opening. It's, I would prefer it's it wasn't
0: there. <laughs> really weak. I think the heart of this movie, we're going to walk through the plot, but I think that the heart of this movie is in the interactions between these characters.
1: Specifically, I think the three of them, but even with uh, Kate on occasion. Even with the Kate
0: and Vladimir. Uh, I think that Alex, Sarah, and Greg are just so funny it's and so charming. Funny. I love them. And I, that's a that's a subjective thing, right? Like when when I watch this movie and had a blast watching it, and think about the fact that it's gotten a bunch of one and a half star reviews. Yeah, it's just like if you if you don't vibe with these characters, then.
1: And I think you have to give them a chance, which is that I actually one of my first notes is that I was like, okay, Sarah. I think the actress is doing a pretty good job of it feeling mm. natural, but I wrote about Alex and Greg where I was like, Greg it seems like nothing, and Alex is just your totally typical um, horror movie comic relief, just like, quip, 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 quip.
0: Well, I actually don't agree. I actually think that Alex... You know, people who watch a lot of horror movies understand this like comic relief asshole character, specifically the snarky one yeah. who is just like, doesn't want to be there or is always like teasing other characters... Alex is the best version of this character I've ever seen. That's
1: what I'm saying. You have to give him a chance. If you just open up in the car with them and you hear him doing this asshole routine and you're like, I've seen this a million times and you turn it off right there, you will not get to how he completely develops beyond that and how he actually, I think, becomes a very interesting character, very realistic for and, all of his quips. And,
0: and is sincerely funny. Very funny. The yes. actor's performance is spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, for what it is, you know, like it's not Elizabeth Moss, but uh <laughs> I think I think he's just so sincerely charming and sarcastic and acerbic in a way that I immediately latched onto yeah. in a way that I didn't uh lex in Mind Games, a No screaming favorite. Yes. Like is this same archetype, but, but he's un- insufferable. Yeah. Right? The character this character in these movies is usually insufferable, and I knew something was different about this. From the jump, because I like this character so much. Yeah,
1: and also I think there's there's something really natural about um him and Greg. Like, their routine, the way that you would be with this guy that you are traveling around with all the time. And this is like, their shoot is two days here, right? Mm-hmm. They're only supposed to be here two days, and then they're flying to Seattle for another shoot. So yeah. like this is... I think that what they, do, they did really, really well, script-wise and acting-wise, was make these two characters seem so used to each other and their chemistry is very strong. It just felt very realistic to me. There's a lot... Most of this movie is kind of... This is going to make it sound negative, but it's kind of repetitive Mm -hmm. in the way that I do feel like an actual shoot would be that, like... They get there late, and Kate's mad at them, so they don't have time to go out and shoot the house today, so they're just going to go out to dinner.
0: Well, they go in town and they shoot a bunch of footage of the They shoot a bunch of...
1: Of, of like, kind of just... B-roll. B-roll and stock footage. Um, But then I found it very stressful because they keep kind of running into people who don't want them to be there. They accidentally... I mean, accidentally. They go in to shoot a church thinking, oh, this will be some great B-roll, but then it turns out to be a funeral, and they almost get into, like, a brawl once the people realize that they're filming. Um, which is a great, like, as we discussed earlier, kind of clash of culture where they're just trying to like, they think it's kind of funny at first and then they realize they're in there and they're like, we should get out of here. But there's a, there's a language barrier mm-hmm. and the cop kind of has to, the what would you call him? Not the sheriff, but like... He's basically
0: the sheriff. I mean... He basically,
1: yeah. There's, there's a different word they use for him, like the constable or something.
0: Yeah. Um, he's he has to the, break it he up. He's the, like, Pavlovka representative that they yeah. end up... I mean, one because he's the law, but also because he speaks English. Yes. So he's the one that they talk to the most, whatever. He has to break people, up several fights. House people them. are getting upset with this film crew, and yeah. he intervenes.
1: Not for not for the wrong reasons. Like I yeah. think it makes it make, I think we we see both of their sides of like these kind of bumbling Americans who who mean well, and then these people being like, "What are these intruders doing here? Filming our you know sacred ceremonies, etc." Um, so then they do end up getting out to the house. They have a lot of conversations with Becky. Um, Goran is traveling. Yeah, he's He's out. He's not there. He's
0: a professional soccer player, so... Right, so
1: he's out. He's not going to be back till the next morning. Becky is this very, like... Bubbly. Bubbly, but, like, also very warm, like, um... But in kind of a hippie-ish presence. Is she just pottery? She's a... Yeah, she's a potter. Um, and she's really... She has really flipped the house very successfully. Yeah. It's very beautiful, very homey. She's turned this barn into her potting studio. Um, Kate and... Uh, Sarah are having a lot of friction at this point, because Sarah, for all of her film school knowledge, is not good at this. No. And she keeps talking through the interviews, and...
0: She wants to be an on-camera presence, which is just, frankly, insane and yeah. amateur bullshit. Like,
1: But it doesn't even feel like she even really knows that she wants that. She's just trying to talk... To Becky while they're filming, while while she's off camera, and it just is very strange and odd and doesn't make any sense. Um, so Kate keeps yelling at her, and then Sarah kind of throws a little temper tantrum and stalks off, and um this is the one moment I think is very key, which is that she's sort of just filming things around. There's frogs everywhere, there's a couple dogs, um, and she's filming um this kind of burnt tree mm-hmm. thing. Um, that she and it, and it sort of creates a little weird camera moment and her camera shuts down. Camera
0: glitches and then shuts down, yeah. yeah.
1: Has Vladimir told us the story, of, by the way, at this point? I think he has.
0: I think so. Should we talk about the story? Well, I was going to talk about it when, we, when they go to the bar that night. Sure. Uh, Vladimir has hit to the story. They go to a bar called The Burning Steak uh, that night. Only restaurant in Moldova is best restaurant in Moldova. Which, you know,
1: you criticize this bit at first. It becomes actually my favorite bit. It becomes very
0: good. It's so uh, funny. It starts off very jokey, and I think that it redeems it. Again, this is to this movie's credit that yeah. it ends up being something different than you think it is. Yes. They go to this restaurant, bar, they drink a lot. Vladimir ends up uh, expounding on a story that I don't know if he told earlier, but someone mentioned earlier mm-hmm. that there was a witch burning in the 1800s, 1900s? 1900s, recently. like Recently. Yeah,
1: more recently than the Salem Witch Trials, for right. example.
0: And Vlad- even Vladimir, who is Moldovan makes cracks like they don't understand germs these people like right. cuz uh, the
1: whole cause the whole thing right was that this woman came to live in the town
0: and then people she started dying she was
1: single and alone in this house and then the children started dying i think oh and there's a funeral with the three kids i just realized that I just made that connection yeah <laughs> oh wow still learning about this, this movie sorry
0: <laughs> yeah so he explains the story and it is very much dismissed as this is how backwards these people are they all gathered and burned her alive right, right. I don't remember if it's this night or the next night because it does all kind of blend together, but one of the nights they make a faux pas of being too drunk and Sarah shouts something about witches. Well, I, I
1: actually... I do want to get to that second... I, I feel like we should only talk about the first night first.
0: Is that the second night? That's the second night. Okay. I I have them mixed up.
1: The first night... So they go to this restaurant two times. It is... Only restaurant in Pavlovka is best restaurant in Plovka, et um, They go there the first night and they're, it's very empty. I did write down that this scene was also cute. It's very humanizing specifically to Kate that she's like, they're all kind of doing shots together. They're mm-hmm. having a good time. Um, they're all being very like, you know, fun with each other. That was like, they they couldn't uh, go film late because it was too late to get good shots. But they like, you know, they're having a good time here together as a crew. Uh, I don't remember if there's any drama at this point. Oh, just except that we find out that Kate slept with Goran. Yes. They show her this video, which again, just like,
0: they're so they, funny. They being Greg and Alex. Yes. Uh, Greg specifically walked in on Kate fucking, the uh, boyfriend of the person, Yeah, the whose client, house they were flipping. Whose yeah. house was being flipped. And uh, they make some comment, like, we have shared with Sarah, and Greg says something to the effect of, this is our get out of jail free card with right. Kate, you know, we only show it to pretty much everyone we meet. Everyone we've ever met, which is so
1: good. It's just so fun. I just love them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is when it kind of gets, like, again, repetitive, because then they go back to the house the next day, they film all this stuff, um... The constable
0: asks them to please leave after today.
1: Yes, yes, because this is the conversation about, like, you know, there's a lot of faux pas happening. Yes. But then, this is the point when I think Alex gets attacked by the dog, right? This is why they have to leave early, they're gonna have to come back again, because they cut this shoot short.
0: Yes, Alex, Alex gets attacked by a dog. We see
1: the dog being very friendly before. This is clearly a something strange is happening because Alex is playing with the dog like the whole time they're there. Even six months ago. Yeah. And then also like even this time, um, playing with the dog and then they're all kind of gathered in the house. They're about to go downstairs into this refinished basement mm-hmm. um, that, that Becky is going to show them. And then they hear Alex screaming. They have to go save him. Um, this dog has attacked him and he gets very hurt. Um, so the shoot gets uh, gets cut short. And they go back to town. Only doctor and Pavlovka is best. Doctor and Pavlovka, etc. Um, and they get patched up, and then they go back to their favorite bar. This time it's very full, and there are a lot of very suspicious Pavlovkins there. Very uh, clearly, very unhappy with them, just staring at them as they eat um, and drink. But very quickly, due to it seems like Vladimir's kind of smoothing of the situation, plus. Alex and Greg just being down for a good time at all times, they pretty quickly, like, engage these Pavlovkins in a lot of camaraderie. And revelry. Revelry. This is, like, my favorite scene in the whole movie by far because it is so fun and cute. They're just, they're playing games, they're teaching each other words, they're arm wrestling, they're doing shots... Greg gets up and is, like, this unbelievably fantastic violin player.
0: Yeah, the actor... I noticed the actor, David Alpay, um, like, his fingering was right. Like, he was actually playing the violin, and I was like, holy shit, like, he's playing the violin on a camera, which actors never do. Yeah. And yeah, he's been playing for 25 years. It's amazing.
1: Like, I love it. It's just... It's so good. It makes me so happy. So this is just, like, a very... I mean, even if I hated every other moment of this movie, this scene is so good i just absolutely
0: loved it they go back the next day this is supposed to be their real last day of shooting now uh, they have to go straight from the airport from their shoot uh they finally get down into the basement and in the basement there is a frog fresco from the roman empire apparently it's mm-hmm. it's very very old and on the wall is a uh, mural of the witch story that vladimir had told which is just a real important part of this town's lore yes uh, though it's interesting that the floor mosaic fresco is from the Roman Empire, and this other one depicts something that happened in the nineteenth century. Right. Very interesting. They go back up to their van, and it has been completely trashed. They are now they now mm-hmm. have no way of going because Stranded. Becky doesn't own a car. She only has a bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goran isn't getting back until the morning, and there is a crowd of village people. Just gathering in the woods. Yeah, slowly watching kind of
1: moving in. This is the they're-watching aspect yeah.
0: of it. Um. Vladimir offers to go into town. Only volunteer is best volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> and then it starts raining, and they're trapped in the house. Mm-hmm. They're killing time for a while. They're wondering where Vladimir is.
1: The assumption at this point is kind of that i don't remember is there is they sometimes with the village coming for them or coming for becky they don't know it just feels like it's It'll an malice there's a point where they're at some point trying to protect her specifically i thought not, i don't remember why i don't think so
0: hmm. not at this point okay
1: they think it's still related to the like funeral
0: and the to, and yeah the that's all pause. the shitty things that the camera crew is doing yeah yeah, yeah. they end up fighting vladimir crucified in the barn uh, a frog jumps out of his mouth. Yeah, What's and ra- they go What's into
1: full eyes. Isn't there something kind of up with his eyes? out? Yeah,
0: then they go into full panic mode because it is clear that these villagers are attacking them.
1: Right, because I think there's some point earlier there where it's like, "Oh, they're just, you know, they're harmless. They're just trying to scare us. They would have done something if they were going to do something already, etc."
0: So Goran's coming in the morning, and they need to make it through the night. So the rest of this is them holding up in this house, barricading the windows, and trying to make it through the night. They start mm-hmm. sleeping in shifts. We haven't talked about the Greg Sarah romance at all, and I don't know that we need to. Well,
1: this is—I think this is the first time to bring up kind of their thing because we've seen it the whole movie of They're them flirting. having their flirting, and she will not leave him alone because he used to be in Afghanistan. He was a specifically like part of a film crew in Afghanistan, in Afghanistan and she and he clearly is
0: uncomfortable, wo- uncomfortable about,
1: about it. it. Won't doesn't want to talk about it, and she will not stop bothering him. Um, it is there is it's part of a very sweet scene in the second um bar night mm-hmm. where she's bothering him he clearly doesn't want to talk about it and then she goes to Vladimir and says like how do you say um I'm sorry. I'm sorry or how do you say asshole or something and then yeah, yeah, they, yeah. it's, they a, it's yeah. a really really nice scene. So finally she goes to wake him up um to switch uh, shifts. To switch shifts and he clearly comes out of a nightmare very scared. Uh, in, in, in this vulnerable state, he tells her what happened in Afghanistan, which is very important to mention because it really relates to the rest of this movie. I was kind of feeling annoyed at this Afghanistan trauma storyline. Yep. It just felt very Agreed. silly to me. But this really changed my feelings on it because he reveals that while well, he was in Afghanistan, he was filming a school, um, right? Is that for right? the news. Yeah. Filming school for the news. And there were these kind of, this kind of gang. Is that how you would describe them? It was them? the Taliban. Was it the Taliban? Yes. That's not how he
0: describes. He does it. describe do it, want, it as the Taliban. Do you he want to says, talk? Yeah, the Taliban. He says it's like not the the main guys, but like just some local. Oh yeah, that's
1: what I that's what I thought. But like, it's the
0: Taliban. Sure, but
1: they're more like young young people, not part of the main organization.
0: Uh, and they make him film them slaughtering one of the little girls because they find out that he's an American news crew, and they want notoriety. Notoriety and and to. Strike fear sp- into the he hearts of says, Americans. He says, "Make
1: a big splash"
0: is the way that he yeah. describes it. So he's really fucked up about that. So Sarah fucks him. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> they make a sex tape. They do make a sex tape, which she realizes
1: only the next morning. Which I felt so bad. She's supposed to specifically it's go in there. Morning. It's still night. The light is different in the in the room. Okay, you're right. It you can't be the next morning, but the light's different in the room.
0: Yeah, I don't know why. Very weird. They turn the light on the lamp on. I guess. It's yeah. night vision to the lamp being on. Ah, that's what it is. Yeah, a few hours later and
1: Which I feel bad because they it's it actually made me angry because they get really mad at Alex who has fallen asleep, uh, in the living room. But Sarah was specifically supposed to like uh switch out the shifts so Greg yeah. was supposed to go take watch and then they had sex so they never came back. So of course Alex fell asleep and now Becky is missing. And Kate. And Kate.
0: No. Or no Becky's
1: there. Sorry. And now Kate is missing.
0: They hear Kate moaning outside. Mm-hmm. And they go outside and they stumble in the dark to find her. She's been crucified and she's on the she's nailed to the barn. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: she's alive. It is like... This is what... this. Uh, the, uh, I said in the beginning, I was not scared by this movie. This is the part that actually I feel like really haunted me. That she is... They're all sitting, like standing in the house, kind of figuring out what to do. And they suddenly hear Kate... And she's just kind of going, like, this weird little soft, like, help. In a... The fact that she's not screaming, it's yeah. just this really faint, creepy moan. It actually terrified me. It was very haunting.
0: Sarah ends up seeing, catching a glimpse, because she has the night vision camera so she can see clearest, that Goran's, uh, Hummer is in the barn, uh... We know that it's Goran's Hummer because it was in the segment of the six months earlier that we saw earlier, mm-hmm. um, and of course that's suspicious. If Becky had said that they don't have a car and that's why they can't, she can't help them. Yes, she then goes back and reviews the footage of the affair from six months ago between Kate and Goran, and they see in the footage that Becky saw this go on. Sarah has decided that Becky murdered Vladimir because he witnessed it, and Kate, because she did it, did it, and presumably Goran, because he's missing, and is going to get Greg next, because Greg also filmed it and was there. Filmed it. Yeah.
1: Becky also starts to ask, act pretty suspicious at this moment. Yeah, she has a really she ominous like smile that to the She camera. Knows,
0: yeah. They end up going down to the basement, because the villagers are here, they have torches and pitchforks, they're pounding on the- They've bro-
1: practically broken in, yeah.
0: They go down- Um. There's a fresco on the wall that had a curtain in front of it earlier. It is now revealed in probably like the creepiest scene that this camera crews coming to Pavlovka and doing all this and the deaths was... Painted on this like, fresco, prophesied. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but instead of cameras, they have these eyeballs, eyes and ears. Yeah, like you
1: can see that where where um Alex would be holding a, like, boom. a boom. It's like a long stick with a little ear at the end of it. Yeah. which is it was really actually
0: very cool. It's so fascinating. Becky then says, "Like oh, th- like uh, this isn't new. This was always here. Just like I was always here. I was waiting for Becky and for you. And then." turns into Dark Phoenix.
1: Yeah, this is when... Okay, I think this is when a lot of people go off with this movie. Like, this is when, like, even if you were enjoying it, having all the same feelings we've had, loving this group, loving the comedy, loving the slightly creepy elements, this is where a lot of people stop liking this movie.
0: Do you want to walk through what happens? Yes. So...
1: Lots of CGI where there has not been any CGI before in
0: this movie. Uh... First of all, I want to talk about the digital, like, glitching thing that keeps happening. Yeah. It happens a little bit intermittently as they're running around. Uh-huh. It looks really cheap and shitty. Yeah. Uh, it's just, like, you know, like, pixels on the screen and, like, it goes bzz- that I think is, like, really <laughs> silly looking. Yeah. Especially compared to, like, other production design things in this. I guess that's an After Effects, but, like, the the murals look great,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: They have, like, a style. They look kind of like the... Um, Midsummer. The Midsummer yep. like murals. Like uh, everyone's
1: head's a little too big and their hair is really yeah. long and flowy and
0: colourful. Yeah. It's cool and it's unique and it leaves an impression. This this digital glitching effect, which then becomes the last ten minutes of the movie, fifteen minutes of the movie. Um we're gonna say more than this, but looks really bad. Yeah. It looks really cheap. Really cheap. Yeah. And... and
1: it's not really creative. It's a lot of like um the first kind of things we start to of see with Becky is that she can like her eyes light up and she's got like not even fire but like weird electric white light. White light flame that she can come out of her hands and She
0: pushes people away and she picks them up. Again, it's yes. like dark Phoenix stuff. She cuts Su- very them in supernatural
1: half. demons. She turns
0: them into frogs. Uh, also, she, Gorin's in the wine-stomping thing in the basement, and she drinks his blood soup. She does. Which is not CGI, but is also a little dumb. Um, they run outside, they run up the stairs, they run outside, and the villagers are there, and it's like ten minutes of just... Chaos. Chaos, while Becky and just, just kills everyone. Yeah, and
1: it's the same scene from the beginning, also, um, which it, Becky doesn't kill everyone. Uh, Sarah dies because the constable, aforementioned constable, has an axe. Calls he's, her a witch lover. Yeah, he's calling them towards him, like I'll keep you safe. I'll keep you safe. And then Sarah runs towards him, and he goes witch lover, and axes her in the head.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't remember how Greg dies. Greg dies. Me either. It's it's pandemonium. It's outside. Oh, she explodes him in the basement. He doesn't even oh, make it out of the basement cuz he tries to go for her and she physically explodes him. It's one of the first like mm-hmm. big violent things we see and then so it's just Sarah and Alex running around up Sarah there gets, and then Sarah yeah. gets axed. So then it's just Alex witnessing all of this. Uh just pandemonium of her like killing villagers yep.
0: like uh, So if you hadn't figured it out by now she's the witch. Uh <laughs> I actually like the reveal of, like, I've always been here waiting for Becky and waiting for you because of what it ties into in the last, like, minute. Yeah, because
1: I had thought, oh, maybe she's, like, a new witch, and hearing that she is just a reincarnation the of, yeah. of the witch is great. And I didn't make the connection before with the dead kids. yeah I had totally missed that in my mind, that, like, that's that was the tell from before, is that all the children in the town started dying, and then they go to a funeral of three children. So, like, she is actually back and killing children again.
0: What ends up happening is that she says to Alex, take this footage... Take it like I wanted you to shoot this like it was in the mural that you were gonna film everything that happened. I want you to take it and I want you to go and I want you to show people. And I want people to be in fear of me. Mm -hmm. Which is I think probably what we're gonna talk about for the rest of the episode, because I really like it. It's very, it's very like Old God, or like uh, yes,
1: very unusual for witches to want to be seen.
0: Mythology of be like, yeah. I want to inspire fear. It's yeah, like an ancient evil that yes. wants to be known, and that
1: I am so powerful that I am not, I'm not in fear. A lot of you know, a lot of mythical creatures want to keep themselves under wraps because they're afraid of what regular people would do. And she sees herself, views herself as so powerful mm-hmm. that were anyone to come try to stop her, she would immediately kill them, which is very scary.
0: It also answers one of the prime challenges that all found footage movies face, which is there's an element of constructed. Unless it's like literally like found like found footage after people have been murdered, there's a constructed element. And in this movie, there's a lot of cuts. Yeah, there's a lot of times where like something will be happening and it'll cut to another scene, it, like in the handheld camera footage, and it just takes you out of it because you're just like, oh, like
1: who did this? Yeah, who, and, it,
0: and it's who not that it she together? turned
1: off the camera and turned it back on, right? Like. We know that like it's an actual cut made by in, in in after and post,
0: and the conclusion of the movie answers it, and the answer is Alex literally turned this into a movie. The movie we've just watched is the story that the witch told him to make, uh, which I guess he complied with out of fear of her. Yeah, you know, um, which again I really like that ending up being what the witch's goal is. It is unfort the CGI part is really unfortunate. Yeah, and.
1: Well, because it's a smart ending, also because it ties together with Greg's Afghanistan, Afghanistan story. Afghanistan story, and it's all about like perception and fear and trying to inspire fear and like what we. I mean, the it gives us a second meaning to our title, right? Which is like they're watching, like we are watching this witch now. Like it's it all it all. It, I think it's just it's such a good smart ending to this movie. It just really is unfortunate that it looks so bad, and I and what? And my perspective with low-budget with low budget movies is that you have to be, if you don't have the budget for good CGI, you just have to be more creative and do practical effects. And so I want to be critical of this movie for for that, just to be like, you have to be more creative. But I also like, I don't know, it, then it, then it's really different. Then it's not the big spectacle this
0: that is we're really, supposed to see. This is really tough for me because I, as I've said a lot on this podcast, I'm really endeared by a low-budget a low budget film, just going for it, just like swinging for the fences and trying to like really make the most of their low budget. And it charms me often here. Again, my problem is not that this suddenly turns from a a found footage comedy with spooky elements to a witch going fucking nuts. I love that. As I've talked about in the past, uh, I controversially like the end of hereditary is my favorite part of hereditary. I love that. It's like about a real fucking demon and, the nonsense that happens to hereditary because it's doubling down on, yeah, this is a fucking horror movie you're yeah, watching. And it's a supernatural
1: horror movie. And I
0: love this being like, yeah, this is a literal witch who was slaughtering this town and she wants this filmed. It's just that the execution is really, really, really hard to yeah. <laughs> recommend and like, and sit through and recommend this to someone and be like, without spoiling what it is, I just like, I, this movie deserves a chance and it's good in spite of this, but if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it yet, it is that bad. It does yeah. look that stupid. Yeah. It looks like a high schooler's like after effects project. Yeah. Like, it it really, really sucks. Especially from these guys with an animation background. Yeah. Right? Like, you'd expect better visual effects from them. It just really, it looks really rough. And because it is so well considered, I mean there's a there's a whole there's an exchange of like, oh, I used to have a painter, now I have a director. Don't you wanna be my director? Yeah. And Alex makes a joke like, yeah, who doesn't want to direct? Because they had a conversation earlier about how he doesn't want to be the sound guy for this House Hunters TV show for the rest of his life. Yeah. And it's like, it's really well considered. It ties into both Greg's Afghanistan story as well as the sort of like people with cameras or just people in general coming into a foreign culture and just like observing it. The same thing we talked about with Candyman, right? Where it's like... Mm
1: -hmm. Anthropological, like, you know, what are your obligations to these people? It's
0: an extremely well considered movie that with, I I don't know how much more money they needed 500,000 more dollars, a million more dollars mm-hmm. would have been spectacular.
1: Yeah. Even the last line is really funny. Um they they talk all the time about Wallace who's all of their boss. Sarah's uncle. Sarah's uncle Wallace, um and he's mentioned so often, but we never see him. So that's always a really fun thing with a movie where it's, like, this kind of unseen character. And then the last line of the movie, Alex kind of turns the camera back towards himself and says something like, what the fuck am I going to tell Wallace? And it actually is kind of the perfect comedic button on this movie that kind of captures both the, like, the depths of what has happened and the, like, the stakes, but also keeps that kind of, like, because, I mean, Alex was my favorite character. I was yeah. kind of thrilled that he was the last one standing. Absolutely. Like, it really could have easily been Sarah. It could have easily been Greg with this, like, it could have just been his, you know, repeat performance. Um, the fact that it's Alex is such an interesting, like, he has not been the main character this whole time, but then he sort of, kind of becomes it at the very end. I don't know. There's just something really striking about that last beat for me.
0: I still think, ultimately, this is a good movie and people should watch it. I so. Now you have all of our caveats about it. <laughs> if you didn't watch it beforehand, I would love to see more movies written and directed by these guys with a higher budget. And it sucks to, it sucks to harp on this because this is just not how I am at all. I love low budget films. I love people just willing films into existence. Yeah. But their dreams and visions clearly uh, outreach their their capabilities. Yeah in terms of execution. So watch this movie. It's
1: good. That's how I feel, yeah. Are you going to talk about your favorite thing?
0: Yeah, I actually have two things that I wanted to mention. Um, like I said, this movie's really well considered. Uh, there's a line earlier where once it's clear that things are going to go well, I think it's after Vladimir's been killed. Um, Sarah and Becky are talking, and Becky's like, you know, it's it's been really hard because I... I I came here. I'm a single woman. I don't go to church. I haven't really done enough to like be a part of their community, and I get that. But I'm really gonna miss this house. And I was like, Oh, why'd she say she's a single woman? I thought that uh, I thought that she was with and Gordon. Goran's coming back. That's suspicious. That seems like a tell. Yeah. And we actually talked about it during while we were watching the movie together that you were like, oh, that's that just means like she's not married. It
1: could be that she's just like, yeah, single or married and she's single.
0: But no, it is a hint that she has killed Gorin yeah. and she is single and Which living. It's always alone. so fun. Uh it's so good. And it's again, it's really well thought out that like the movie could drop a hint like that and it just feels a little off, but it doesn't interrupt the film. No. The favorite thing of this movie, and the thing I wanna leave us on, is that when they get to Moldova, Alex really, really wants a doina. A doina bar. <laughs> he throws a big temper tantrum like, what kind of store
1: in Moldova doesn't have a doina like in the, you yes. know, in the,
0: the CVS of And they of make Pavlovka? it into to Pavlovka and they get doina bars and they like shoot themselves like a music video. A little commercial? Where they're like posing with them in the streets of Pavlovka with the doina bars, which are, I guess, a chocolate bar that was like... They invented it for this movie. It's, it's so, not real.
1: It's not real. I want one so badly. And they
0: talk about it all the time. It's just a minor, minor detail. And it's just so, so funny. And it's funny it's in the so, way that it's like... It's so charming. It's not charming. Movie. It's it's the details of the script and the the filming that just like... The world building. The world building. There's another moment later where they're waiting for... I think this was the start rating and Vladimir's gone into town. And they're playing poker or they're playing a card game. And Alex is like, oh, I have... I have these cards, and it's the fact that uh, there's a throwaway line earlier where Vladimir's business card is like a playing card, because uh, he's got like a magic like joke, yeah. And it's a playing card, and uh, Alex's hand is just all of <laughs>
1: it's like it's like five Vlad. He's like he's like, is that a better hand than five Vladimir's? And Sarah's like, have you been carrying those
0: around? <laughs> it's just such a fun. Again, it has nothing to do with the plot or the no the it's not meaningful. in This movie. It's just the kind of like love that clearly went into this. Yeah, and. I don't know, it's just, it really endears me to a film that clearly, like, was made with so much intelligence and dedication, and, you know, enough of those little moments, and this movie's full of them, and then I just, I really love your movie. Yeah. And I I, I really love this movie. It's it's... very
1: charming, it really feels like a a hidden gem. I feel very, like, lucky to have stumbled upon it. Thanks, Roulette. Finally. (laughs) It's given us a couple,
0: a couple winners over the years. Are you ready to nail this to the wall and stuff it full of frogs? (laughs) God. Some of those just kill me. Why don't you blow up the roulette? It's pulled up. All right. Hard to beat the surprise of you. We're owed something bad now. But our next movie will be...
1: The Green Inferno. Oh. You just made a face. You know this movie?
0: It's an Eli Roth movie. Oh. It is Eli Roth's, like, tribute to 70s Italian cannibal movies. Wow.
1: Can't wait. I've never seen an Eli Roth movie. I feel like i
0: that's a real gap for me. Uh, Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. All right. So, The Green Inferno on Netflix. I have not seen this. I have heard... It's pretty gross. I'm
1: terrified. There's a look on your face that I fear right
0: now. I don't know, I mean, I don't know how much of this is me thinking about, like, Cannibal Holocaust or, like, other 70s Italian cannibal films that this is, like, referencing that's just, like, so grotesque.
1: Yeah. And isn't he, like, isn't that Eli Roth thing? Isn't he very exploitative?
0: Like... Very much so. Yeah. So... This might be a tough set. Great. We can't wait. Listen, we did Human Centipede. We did Baskin. We've done... Oh, I
1: forgot we did Human Centipede.
0: (laughs) We've, We've sat through some really gross, horrible stuff, so I'm sure this can't be that bad. It can't
1: be. I'll, yeah, it's
0: fine. Famous last words. I've seen famous some shit. last words. Until next time, you can check us out on our website at nowscreaming.com
1: and on Twitter and Facebook at nowscreaming.
0: Be sure to leave us a like and a review on the old iTunes or wherever you watch podcasts. I don't know if you can, can leave reviews on Spotify. We're on Spotify now. You can definitely leave comments on SoundCloud. If you want to do that, <laughs> we do look at our SoundCloud. I do, yeah. Thanks, as always, to Wes Craven and to David Alpay, the actor who plays Greg, for bringing your violin talents to a movie. So often, as someone who grew up playing string instruments, uh, it just looks bad. It's like the perfection, you know, like it just, mm-hmm. even if it looks good enough, it clearly feels off. Yep. This is jaw-dropping. He's a great violinist. He's a fantastic violinist. And like one of the best I've ever seen from like an actor who is not like a... Who mm-hmm. didn't like learn it to be just to... You right. Know. Uh, So thanks for... Showing some love to actual musicians playing instruments, like actually appearing in movies. All right, until next time, everybody.
1: Stay spooky. Stay spooky.